Gentlemen, start your engines! For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little, uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. G'day viewers and welcome to one off JP's lucky number episode of Radio Hot Lab, episode 68. That's right. And you all thought it was going to be episode 69 this week. You can't say that. But we fooled you by not doing anything last week because we were too bloody lazy. TVL. <laughs> that's right. In fact, you're so bloody lazy this week, you're not even going to have a drink. That's right. I'm, I'm too lazy to take the top off a bottle of beer, viewers. And the doctor's told me no alcohol for a month. So he's just smashed. Until he can find out what the hell I've done to my liver. Whether it's ever going to re- recover or not. Well, I can tell you, JP. Uh, what's that? Welcome. That <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been drinking enough sh- uh, uh, water. Water? Water. I know Lemonade. you don't like it if it's not warm, oh, cold. Mate, it's, you know, it's, water's just hard to take. What a lot of rubbish. No Viewers, flavor. welcome to episode 68 of Radio Hot Lab. There's only podcast that takes a light-hearted, revolving look at barbecues and uh, gadgets. With uh, miscellaneous motorsport thrown in. Absolutely, very miscellaneous. What's with the revolving? <laughs> I don't know. You just, <laughs> just threw that, that in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap. How are you, mate? I'm Southeast uh, sausage dogs and shopping centres? No, no shopping centres. You no. are the slipperiest Southeast uh, specialist. Haven't been specialist. down the Southeast, no. Spoke to him on the phone today, though, and yesterday. So uh, it's all go down there still, no doubt about that. Things are booming. And, uh, well, weren't they booming on the weekend? Mate, they were booming on the weekend. But before we do boom, it's time we have a little snifter. Oh, well, you can... Well, yeah, sorry, viewers. No. You know, I'm uh, I'm on the... um, What am I on? Uh, The lift. You're on the lift? Yeah, yeah. And I I said to to JP that... Or as they call it in America, elevator. The wagon for... um, (laughs) The wagon for um, uh, a month. That I promised that I'd get along... On the wagon with you. Yeah, yeah, When yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> was with you. When I'm looking at you. Hence, we're doing a, the show back-to-back today. But where did the saying, the wagon, come from? I don't know. It must be cowboy sort of stuff. Well, it's got to be because you fall off it, don't you, if you if you get, if you get have a drink again then, you know. You so get you get on, on the, the wagon, wagon and the wagon would keep moving and so therefore you couldn't get it. It must be something to do with the old days of... Um, uh, the Temperance Society or something like that, that if you weren't a drinker, the Temperance Society went round the Wild West in a wagon. And so if you were giving up the evil booze, you jumped on the wagon with them. You think I should and bring- then you fell off and had a drink and got totally smashed and became Clint Eastwood and went out and killed lots of people. And when you're lying on the ground, Petticut Junction looked pretty good from there. <laughs> it would too. <laughs> I should bring that back. Oh. It'll be one of those things that are coming up, Petticoat Junction. It'll be like, it'll be Victoria's Secret Junction. No. Yeah, but they'll be remaking it soon as a movie. Have you heard that? With some young spunk as the headline chick, you know. What? No, I haven't heard that, but I just thought, well, they're doing it with every other bloody old TV show. Lingerie Junction. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, okay. Lingerie those, Point. Those viewers who are creative oh. <laughs> and are in the movie business, there's your new idea for your next movie. McHogan's Navy. Oh, Johnny's on the phone. Like do you have to take it or can I you ignore it? I do have to take it from you. Okay. But we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> right. Yeah, we interrupt this broadcast viewer, <laughs> viewers from a uh, from a, a, an annoying racing car driver, but anyway, they're That's gone. Right. And we're moving they're on. gone now. Now, what, 
Why did I answer that call? I know he's desperate about a couple of things. Is he? He is. I've heard of rumours that he's desperate. He's, best, he's best yeah. desperate. He's desperate to yeah. find someone who'll write something positive about him on the weekend after coming <coughs> fifth at Bathurst and we're talking no one, no, no, Uncle Al, Alan well, we Simonson. Well, Simonson you know, as they call him. And I reckon him. that, um, who's that nice bloke, um, Healer, Blue, from Western Australia? Mark Healer. That's right. I, happen to I reckon he's writing for Auto Fiction and the E News. Motorsport <laughs> oh, E News because <laughs> Alan's boring and therefore he doesn't deserve coverage. He subscribed to come to our show. Did he? Oh, <laughs> All the way from the West. Ah, uh, oh, company car, see? You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're obviously picking up the tab for the fuel. Yeah, well, anyway, like he can have his opinion. But, um, and obviously he likes you more than me. Okay. That's alright. Because <laughs> uh, Perth is closer to England. So, uh, oh, I, I really, I'm, I'm pretty much sort of, you know, it's, it's what you'd expect from the Australian press, isn't it? Unless you're an Aussie, or you're an international with flavour that sort of works or on, like you're Max a Wilson. Driver that's been in the series all year, and you haven't just come out for the enduros. Forget you it. can get everything. It but sucks. Otherwise, no. Nah. It's, it's, it's poor. But we all know that they drove exceptionally well. Crompy, actually, to give him credit where credit's due did give them a good rap towards the end of the race and a nice minch. Um, so, but yeah, press-wise, in auto-fiction, etc., not a lot happening. So, but they did a fantastic job, and I think they, uh, you know, they just certainly deserve a bit more kudos than maybe they got. And if you look at the pit stop strategy, if they'd done that one less stop, a la the lead car, who knows where they would have been. Absolutely, but look, nonetheless, um, you know, fifth place is good, and you know that's uh, you showed that he had the pace. Anyway, let's we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are for some reason because uh, uh, just because the phone rang. Because and he was on then the phone. it was Alan on the phone. That's right. So should we rewind? Patty <laughs> 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 <Pedagogue> Gold Junction. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we were. <laughs> Uh, well, let's not talk about Bathurst. Now yeah, we'll go to Bathurst now we've later. Wedded, now we've whetted the uh, viewers' appetites. We'll uh, just go on to something totally different. What about Hamilton not finishing? Oh, <laughs> uh, who? Through the tam- championship wide open. Lewis. Isn't it the first? Isn't it the New Zealand race next year? <laughs> Shut up. Not that Hamilton, you plonker. <laughs> but look. Don't call me a plonker when you're drinking All right. lime juice. Elevator. Mate, I think we have no choice other than to go to Formula One, yes. Well. I didn't see the race, um, and it was odd because I noticed that, you know, being a Chinese race, it would have been pretty much delivered at the same time frame as the Japanese Grand Prix was the previous week in the afternoon. Now, I understand that that could have clashed, but uh, Channel 10 is showing the Formula One, but they decided to show it at about one or two in the morning. On the basis, I presume that because it would have clashed, nobody would have watched it, but... uh as it was, everybody was that knackered from a weekend of watching Bathurst that they probably didn't watch it either. Well, it would have been nice to know, but uh, you know that TV stations aren't very good at telling you, giving you spoilers uh, in case you you haven't heard the result and they just go and blurt mm. it out on the news. So, anyway, that was interesting. You know, it was the first DNF of the year, and I, I don't really know much of the details. Obviously, you do, JP. He uh, he came in for a pit stop, a bit hot, and uh, they were on intermediate wets. Uh, the track was drying out, and. Um, they basically uh, left him out there too long, I reckon, and the tyres were well shot, and uh, he went into a gravel trap on the way back into a pits. So uh, that was it. It was all over. Um, but nevertheless, a good race, uh, and it leaves the championship now wide open. 
Um, I still don't think Alonso's making any friends, and certainly going by some of the press that he's got uh, this week, um, it would appear that the team is a lot more... Um, no, actually, let me rephrase that. It wouldn't appear that the team is a lot more pro-Hamilton in terms of what they're doing for him. The team is very uh, particular or being very particular about making sure that Alonso is not disadvantaged in any way. And in fact, he's probably being slightly more favoured than uh, Lewis's. But he's whinging that he's not being looked after. So I think that's putting them well and truly offside. So they seem anyway. to go from one extreme to the other. <clears throat> Look, I think from the fans' point of view, <clears throat> excuse me, viewers, is that uh, look, it sets up a good race at the it end. Does. You could almost it's, you could almost consider that it's been orchestrated that way as a bit more, bit like in the V8 supercars. Well, exactly, and I mean it, it's, it certainly sets up Pull your a head fantastic. In fantastic finish to the oh. year and it's it's been probably one of the most exciting formula one years that we've seen well for years i think that would be you know i don't know but i have a i have a gut feeling that there are less fans of hamilton out there now than there were maybe two or three races in oh yeah i think you're probably right because it was just all new and all wonderful and da 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 da, da. And now with all this stuff about him and alonso and uh, you know, and Ron uh, needed Burgundy. to borrow tenors off of people and whatnot. Um, it's all probably gone a bit bad, but there you go. So, there. Yeah, so that's uh, so when there's the final races in Interlagos, I think in uh, two, three yes. weeks' time. Two, yeah, it'll be two weeks on Sunday, won't it? I think two weeks. It'll be yeah. the weekend after Indy. Yeah, uh, looking forward to Indy because off. Uh, to, oh, mate, I'm off tomorrow over to Melbourne for a off bit to- of a bit of a Yahoo. I'm actually going to go and have a bit of a night out with Al because he doesn't have any family down here, and, yes. and of course I'm his father figure. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that is a big worry. So if you live in Melbourne. Oh, well, you'll be too late by the time and you're you hanging around somewhere in St Kilda. Because, uh, well, because the boys will be out on the Raz tomorrow night and uh, this probably won't make it up onto the iTunes for downloading until sometime late tomorrow. So. Absolutely not. It'll be going up tonight. Yeah, it'll go up tonight, but it's never downloadable for about a day, Johnny. Well, I, you know, I beg to differ because every time I put the file up, I check the download. Well, maybe you do because you're the person putting the file up, but I'm telling you, but I'm if you pull, dial in from elsewhere... The, but I'm checking it through the iTunes client. As soon as I run the put the XML file up, you know, and I'll put the content up and wait till it's all there and all the graphics and everything, and then I will go... Yeah, but I just XML reckon that's and a, I'll immediately that's a update. by Apple because they've just no, you cased your admit, IP you address and they know, oh, we'll download it to him nah, you before have to go, we check you the rest of the world. You have to option click on the podcast to get it to update podcast. Yeah, but I've done all of that. Well, always works for me. Never works for me. There you go. See? See, viewers? Some of the experts. <laughs> um, off to Indy. Off after to that, after Melbourne. Actually, I'm going so, to... All right, so tell me what, what's happening. You're going to Melbourne no, tomorrow. Melbourne, have a bit of a laugh. Have a bit, yep. Do that. And then, then I'm going, going to go and have a day with uh, with Mick and Michael Zekanovic, the Serbian Mafia, yes. to talk about a few things there and what they're up to. And I think they're This is on the weekend in Melbourne, I take this it. weekend in Melbourne. Right. And um, Friday. Yep. Catch up with a few boys down there, talk to some of the guys at the Mount Buller Sprint. Yes. Um, then on to Sydney. Right. To... To Keithy George's house. Oh, to see you how and, our you and Keithy would have to be shaking the car down soon. We are. We're shaking the. Well, hopefully, it'll just be the car. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, get a seat fitting and, and, and see where we go from there because I think it's coming on in leaps and bounds like all race cars do <laughs> at the last moment. Yeah, that's right. And how, then it's a uh, road trip. Six weeks? No, mate, it's not even that. It's only three. So it's uh, three weeks until we do Mount Buller. 
Ah, oh, of course. The, I'm thinking classic Adelaide. Well, five of weeks you got to, Mount Buller first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. The, the, all the defousing and everything like that, and apparently all the bits and pieces of floating suspension have come back from Les Small engineering shop and um, it's all been put in now and uh, Beautiful. all the tricky suspension. So I just got to go and plonk my bum in the car and make sure I fit. And so that's it. So then in from there, what? Straight up to the Gold Coast? Yep, that's right. Road You're trip. You're driving up? Road trip. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll go. Keithy, no wonder Keithy. the federal government wants to spend all that money on making that a dual carriageway between Sydney and Brisbane viewers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 500 k's, uh. turn right. <laughs> <laughs> See how easy it is? Just listen. Who's in the car with you? Uh, you and Keefe? Oh, hopefully not Eric. I was going to say. But anyway, uh, he doesn't okay. listen. So yeah, then we're going to, to Indy for yeah. the... Um, more the fourth final, fourth last round of the V8 Supercar Championships and yes. Championship, and I think the second last round of Kart, where St- um, uh, Sebastian Bourdais can wrap up his Kart Championship for the yep. fourth time up there. Hopefully, Will Power will be able to deliver the goods and uh, Team Australia will come on top. I hope so because it'll be great to see him actually, you know, win Indy in in Australia. I mean, Team Australia wins in Australia would be just a fantastic headline. So it looks like it will be a bit of a good weekend because I'll be up there and obviously Coopers will be doing their well, stuff. It'll be a good weekend for me. You won't be around here. Alan will be up there because uh, there's a Vodafone uh, do going on, so we'll be hanging out mm. there. Bit of a beach party on the Wednesday night, pool party on the Saturday afternoon and um, a Saturday evening. And uh, I was just talking to Marcus Akanovic tonight, who's uh, sponsored by Opus Prime, yes. to tell me that uh, Opus Prime have bought in a significant share of the Conquest cart team. So he'll oh. be up there as well. And uh, seeing I've got a bit of a nose, I thought I was a bit of a, a, a shoe-in on the Conquest cart <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I've got three places to go. You actually um, preempted anything that any of us rude people could say then. <laughs> I just didn't want you having a segue. Oh, and then it's back home, on the, back home on the Sunday night. Uh, I already organised the flight home, which is... Oh. But then up back up to Eastern Creek on the Tuesday to shake the car down and have a bit of a... Is it worth coming back then? Well, I've already booked the bloody flight. I need to get away from him. I don't want to road trip back. I'll have had a gutful of all of them by then. I need, well, to, come I home for, need to come home for a reset. That's so that's it. Sure. Well, so hopefully we'll be able to take the continue with the V8 Championship. Um, uh, so when do you get back? What date? I think it's the 24th. Right, 21st. No, 21st. Sunday right. the 21st. Okay, and, that's yeah. all right. That's the deal. A couple of no weeks worries. later, we're off to Mount, Mount Bladla. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So, so you'll be doing a show from up there next week then, or Sydney or somewhere. Which reminds me... I oh, need... That'll be 60... Oh, I'm going to miss out. No, we wouldn't do that. We wow. would not do it. We won't be doing it Well, you're doing right. episode 70. It'll be 68.5. Well, of course. 68.9.9. <laughs> 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 I happened to drop into your shop today, JP, uh, the uh, Apple Centre. Was that before or Mac- after the shoplifter? Max Centre Norwood. Oh, you've had a shoplifter? Yeah, we had an iPod ripped off today. I think there were six policemen in there last night. What time heard. was that? Oh, late afternoon. Well, I was uh, up there around about one o'clock um, and I popped in simply because Marcus had rang me to say that his website isn't showing up properly. I said, no, no, it's all rub- wrong. And I said, I'll go and, go and check it. And right. sure enough, the, uh, the, the, the ISP had decided they were going to do a big DNS server change. So they anything which was a redirector and his .com redirector was removed they'd tell anybody like they oh, would course. normally right, do that because unless you were had yeah. your, your domain name registered with them so anyway we fixed that came up all fine so I don't know what you're on about he goes mate I'll tell you it, it comes out saying look we've encountered a problem and we can't go ahead so I came in here and sure enough his site on an iWeb bill site high on the dot 
on .Mac shuts down halfway through in Internet Explorer, and it's never done that before. Internet Explorer? Internet Explorer. Oh, on the on PC? A, on a PC. Uh-huh. okay. So, yeah. uh, so we right. have to... But the point is, yeah, you could say get Firefox, and that might fix it, and I'll just download it, try it out. But there's a lot of people out there who've got yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And, and I wonder what... wouldn't know any better. I've never seen that before, and it doesn't do it with JackSite, which is built on the same .Mac platform. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll have a look at that later. But yeah, um, mate, I dropped in to check that. Then I sort of had a bit of a chat to Hef, and um, mate, I had a play with the iPod Touch. And what do you reckon? I'm totally underwhelmed. Oh really? Yep. Wouldn't couldn't even be bothered with it. Right. Oh, too too it was, fiddly. I thought it was neat. If it was my first toy, I'd be into it. But I felt like, firstly, I'm not giving you a hurry up here. But your staff, they're like, they ain't real clever. <laughs> Like, and I said, how do you type the address in there? Like that. You know, the thing was there. Oh, get, can we have a look at it? Oh, battery's flat. You know, like, I'll try and make it easy, will you? And, like, it's, it, was, it felt it was cumbersome. Like, if you got... Even my finger's a small finger, but how do you... You, you use the keyboard on there. You touch the keys. Yes. You touch the visual equivalent of the yeah, key, yeah. and it expands. But it, it, it's not very... Maybe you'd get used to it. I think you do, because I played with it, and I thought it was great. Well, I, I don't know what... Paul but then I haven't got to... F- see, you've, you've had that phone for quite a long while, and you've, you've learned to use that with your finger. Yeah, but it uses... Because you've lost the style but it uses so fi- But it uses fingernail recognition. Yeah. So, you know, I can't see that it's a lot different to that, I suppose realistically. I, I just... I'm underwhelmed by it, and then uh, with internationals um, playing with a couple that he set up there on the... Uh, on the weekend at Bathurst, yeah, yeah. he said, "Oh, mate, they're unreal." So, well, will you just wait for the iPhone. No, no, I can't. Oh, he didn't. He's got it. We sent it up. It's just awful. Dennis, but why would you worry? Dennis about got it for him for uh, his birthday. Why would you bother? Well, I like it. Yeah, I know, but we'll just wait for the iPhone. Well, yeah, I think you're probably right there from the iPhone perspective. And and typically international, he couldn't agree to disagree. You know, he was going, <laughs> look. You know, no, no, I have to have both. I said, but why? Yeah. What's the point? Because you're going to want an iPhone. Yeah, but look, international, it's he who has the most toys wins. Oh, you know, close to the mantle, please. Got to have it first, you know. Anyway, don't let that uh, just stop you from buying one. I think if you if you had if you did <coughs> excuse if you, me, viewers. if you didn't have an iPod, we've got pollen everywhere in here. If you didn't have an iPod, <laughs> yes, it's the uh, vines. Yes. If you didn't have an iPod at all, I'd buy one. Yep. But. I just mm. don't need one. It's yeah, it's it's cluey, but I just whatever. Yeah, another gadget. It is another Apple's gadget. A phone. Right. Yeah, and people can't believe that I have a Sony P a Sony Ericsson P eight hundred with everything scratched to buggery and all the keyboard snapped off and the pens lost that have been working so solidly for yeah, you on the original battery five worked, years later. Yeah, as a mm. world phone, it's a great phone. Mm, it is. It's like you leave it down somewhere, viewers, and no one will pinch it. They bring it back to you. It's like cheap sunglasses. <laughs> Hey, is this yours? <laughs> don't leave it with me. I don't want to be identified with using it. Anything else technology-wise? Yeah, I absolutely do, actually. Can you believe that Nigeria has asked Bill Gates to prove that he's got money? <laughs> Obviously, nobody in Nigeria has heard of Bill Gates. <laughs> so the, the Nigerian government recently questioned whether Microsoft chairman Bill Gates could afford to support himself during a planned visit to the African country. So there you go. This is... N- <laughs> Nigerian yeah. officials required proof that the world's richest man 
would not reside in Nigeria indefinitely and cause a strain on social services before let, they granted him a visa. Let me guess, he has to send his bank account details. Well, he, he in fact, he's got a uh, travel and visa assistance company called CIBT, and they helped him overcome the problem by obtaining a letter from his bank vouching for his personal wealth. I don't know whether they said how much he's got or whether he was just a wealthy man. <laughs> the Nigerian government... Well, how large was the sheet of paper? issued Gates with his visa. So I just thought that was quite funny. So do, uh, do you think that some of the Nigerians think that he's carrying it all with him? Mm-hmm. Or has he secreted away into into other areas so that he will have to be asking the Nigerians for help to I'm get just it out? One, I'm just it worried now bank accounts. that if the Nigerians know he's there then before you know it, all the others will know he's there. What's and they'll, he, what's he they'll be sending for? him unsolicited spam for, you know, $5 billion. If well, if that doesn't give you a reason to fix your bloody operating system, I don't know what does. <laughs> what's he going there for? I don't know what he's going there well, for. There must, there must be a reason why he's going to Nigeria. The press release just said he's getting, he had trouble getting a visa. Because they How thought they think to Nigeria he's, without a reason? I don't know. But they haven't announced the reason, but they have announced recently in Forbes magazine that he has retained his standing at the top of the rich list with a personal fortune estimated at only $59 billion US. So there you go. Cheapo. Ho-hum. Now, oh, we're not talking about Bathurst yet, are we? Nuts are gone soft. Oh. <laughs> There's a million one-liners there, but uh, I don't think I'm going to uh, go. Players, there. but no, absolutely not. Oh, Bruce Vegas, hello. <laughs> hello, Claire. Hello. How are you? Where are they? But they're soft. Nothing worse. That's not, that's not my fault. They're yeah, but but they. W- Thank you. Something I forgot to mention while we were on Formula One earlier. Are there on. any more chips left? No, they're all gone. Well, don't we come around here again with this, this lack of thirst because you eat all those chips. What do you mean? I didn't eat all those chips. You <laughs> ate some. Bris Vegas had a couple, I'm sure. No. She's eating seaweed. Are you sure? <laughs> Let's check on the meal. Check on out. Yeah, email. I had to have a couple or or three while Johnny was on the phone. Look, could you just continue to check on our evening repasse? Oh, now, what was I saying? Oh, no idea. Something to I was talking about Formula nuts. One that I forgot about, which was that despite McLaren's supposed financial woes and everything else, it would appear that uh, the big fine handed down and blah, blah, blah has not upset the sponsors in any way, shape or form because uh, Johnny Walker have renewed their sponsorship and it's actually going to increase. Absolutely. And, and right through to the end of 2012. You'd have to be a certified halfwit not to do that. Well, you're probably right. And that's just not okay to be called that. Well, it isn't. Especially just if you're Jackie Stewart. <laughs> or Johnny Walker. <laughs> yeah, I know. Max is in a lot of trouble. Max yeah. really Max really doesn't like backing down on anything, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't. And uh, he's getting a lot of criticism for, um, for that He's a bit of a P-rat, uh, isn't he? He is. A bit but of a stuffed English shirt. <laughs> stuffed English shirt. Oh, <laughs> Them fighting words. There we go, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I haven't had that for a long while, old boy. I'll dump you in the putty bridge. <laughs> hey, you old stuffed shirt, you. 
Mm. Well, it was the English that came up with shirts which were coloured with white cuffs. Yeah, and, and white collars. What, what, is there yeah. a name for that type of shirt? Is that the stuffed shirt or starched shirt? <laughs> Starch stuffed shirt. No, I don't know, old boy. Annie's Lane for me. Yeah. Yeah, which I... Why did I bring you red wine? <laughs> You're a foolish man. I am foolish, viewers, because I thought... He, he misled me. I conned the game... He said, I'm cooking tea, and just because you're not drinking, don't let that put you off bringing a bottle of wine. So I thought, well, okay, he's cooking tea. I'll do the right thing. I'll bring the wine. He's got the expense of cooking tea. I've got here, and now it's all too hard, and we can't eat, and I'm not cooking, and we're going out. So guess who's paying? And what's more, we're going to a bar where there'll be a lot of people drinking <laughs> that will inflict further pain on this. you. I reckon you planned this. I have. Yeah, that's all right. Actually... At this very moment, would you believe, at this very moment, across the road, two twins, the Mangles, are cooking (laughs) corned beef with carrots, cabbage, and potato with celery white sauce and mustard on the side. Would you believe that? Nope. Would you believe they're bringing some fresh nuts? (laughs) Nope. Smart, you're wasting time. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Idiot, idiot, idiot. Two boy scouts and a dee. Oh, dear. (laughs) Right. <laughs> right. Oh. Let's go on to Bathurst. Let's just discuss Bathurst. To? Forget about Al and all that. We'll get on to him later. But just generic we? Bathurst. Well, you'll be getting on to him tomorrow. That's later. <laughs> Pick your butt. You <laughs> <laughs> can't even drive. Oh, uh, dear. We, but we won't go there. Bathurst. Well, what happened? Was there a race on the weekend? 119 cameras, I heard. 116 cameras or 91, 91 in-car cameras. I mean, pretty good. Like Channel 7's obviously, uh, they've done a good job. Did you know that, excuse me, just interrupting, (coughs) the first first race that was ever covered in 1963, there were four cameras. Where were they? Buggered if I know, but I just read somewhere that there were four cameras. So, there you are. They've introduced a second fly cam. About three years ago, there was a fly cam viewers, which ran, I'm pretty sure, for, anyway, for the internationals, but most of the internationals would be getting the coverage anyway. Yeah. From one end of, uh, from basically from Murray's corner uh, across that, uh, uh, across pit lane and down. Like, it yes. sort of went across the pit lane. This year, they've done it a little bit differently. They've actually moved it um, so that it's, it's it's pretty much parallel with the pit wall. Before, yes. it was like at a very slight angle and um <laughs> Briz Vegas is uh, stealing a glass of wine she's not actually allowed to without price consent and paperwork from the mangles across the road <laughs> no, I'm not again the, uh, the the source at this very moment yeah 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 and then on the top yeah they've done one pretty much from fields yeah, past uh, the dipper all yes. the way down to forest elbow yep which was awesome, I thought. It, was, it worked really well. Interestingly, the, uh, the the guy from Channel 7 who was um, supposed to be just looking after the whole thing... <laughs> JP said just, that... JP's just <laughs> chucked the dog's secret special magic bag on the dogs, which is having a bit of a lick. Well, the dogs is not supposed to be biting. Well, you say that the dogs well, don't bite. biting dogs. Stop biting. Tr- I was trying to do it silently without, you know... But you meant to bring in, the viewers in. Viewers, no. Oh. Viewers, dogs is here. Rust is here. Dogs is better. Okay. Dogs is good. better. Dogs is better. Good. Yeah, I thought so, it was pretty good. No, the cover that was interesting, but it probably wasn't as effective as it needed to be. You know, it's well. Apparently, they were. They, the only thing they had was that there was a problem with speed. 
Um, the fly-by-wire camera will only do a maximum of 160 k's, and the average nice. speed of a car coming through that section of the track is 165 k's. So the operator actually had to pan the lens whilst it was flying, which... Um, that's 160 sort of, k's top speed, you know, the, yes. the acceleration and deceleration right. to it as so well. I mean, they would obviously... Like average speed. It would have to be made up such that automatically it would start slowing down. I thought it was like it'd zing off and hit someone. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, obviously. But still quite interesting. And I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it worked well. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, there was an in-car camera with Marcus Sikanovic at the very moment where they talked him. They must have been t- talking to them. <laughs> and he went straight across at the chase. Yeah. And it was a bit funny because I think it was the... He started the first Fujitsu race from 10th place on the outside of the grid yes. and was fourth at the top of the hill. And he was, it was doing very, very well. Um, then uh, lap three, uh, Kane Scott in the Smeg car was in behind him coming up Mountain Straight. And uh, the radio chat, and it was open air, and it sort of, uh, a black behind you, a second faster. It's like Mick. Marcus is there. And, and Marcus is going, who is? <laughs> like that. Going, Mick, get off the radio. Serbian mafia here. So anyway, <laughs> he, he let him go through and sort of, um, and just it was better to let uh, Kane Scott to punch the air. Yep. Wants to go out. Why not? And uh, yeah, do it that way. So, uh, Marcus yeah. had a very good weekend, I thought. Yes, um, and uh, the final um, final lap managed to get his last uh, position back. Uh, yep. Well, he was eighth behind Damien White, who ended up going straight across the the track and um, picked up seventh place. Yep. Yeah, poor old Damien. Yes, yeah, Damien had, say, a, uh, he? He had a big, he had big a very shunt. big shunt at the top of the hill. And for those who didn't see it on TV, pretty much on the entry, uh, it would have been um, Solomon Park. I'd imagine he would have touched the wall there and yep. had broken some steering. So he's come across the track and hit a removable gate. Not that the gate was flexible enough to take the take the jolt. It was the um, the bollard behind, behind the gate. Yeah. So get a couple of those, JP, to stop your. Um, Stop your uh, iPhone thieving um, Ram Raiders. That's right, yeah. Nothing like Didn't you get Ram Raided once? Yes, we did. Yes. We've had bollards since then. We've got three bollards. But that doesn't stop people rushing out the door with an iPod in their hand, unfortunately. We'll get to that in a minute to find out how people actually do rush out the door with iPods. Yeah, poor old Damien. Look, best best of wishes to you, mate. Yes, um, We tried to contact him the other night but uh, obviously he's sort of down out for the count so I'm sure he'll be right. fine probably being a tall bloke he'll uh, he'll uh, have, be fairly sore and the car doesn't look in very, any uh, any uh, good state at all whatever mm. um, just today there's the news that um, Brad Jones Racing is going to move to Holden yes. so you know about time I reckon look, I either move to Holden or move to bloody Melbourne or Queensland or something but don't stay in Albury <laughs> think Aubrey's a jinx. Oh, what's the point of it? <laughs> Fords and Aubrey don't go together. Oh, it's just like, you know, just, just rubbish. I, I can't believe that they could be so unlucky, to be honest. But it goes in, goes they in probably ways. probably can't either. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it goes in ways, but Jesus. It's, I think it's got to do with energy levels. You reckon? Yep. Energy levels. Mm. So there was the Fujitsu race. Marcus came fourth outright for the weekend. Seventh Which in the first race. Fifth in the second race. Uh, didn't get a very good start in the second race, and um, but uh, you know made the made made spots up as he went around the track and tried a whole lot of different lines between the cutting and 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 Forest Elbow just to see where. Yeah, I read your uh, press release that you put out today. That was very good. And um, yeah, he felt like he picked up some stuff there, so he's looking forward to be um, 
on the podium at uh, the final round at Phillip Island, which will be the seventh round, because today that weekend's result of fourth equals his best at Winton. Winton was a little bit closer. Winton was wet, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and yeah. that brings out the best in a driver as well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as, as I had mentioned, yes, JP, for those who had read the press release, that, um, you know, you, you can't really afford to explore the limits of a car as easily at Bathurst. Oh, absolutely Whereas you not. go to Phillip Island, you're going to have runoff, and it's a track that flows very well. He knows it well. Yeah. He's very comfortable there. And um, the um, his father's uh, Action Motor Industries workshop that can repair the cars just down the road. <laughs> so you reckon he'll really be going for that podium finish? Well, good on you, Marcus. Anyway, I hope you get there. He will. So well, you'll be seeing him next week, won't you? I'll be seeing him later on, later on this week. Later on this week. Okay. Cool. Uh, this weekend is the uh, next round of the uh, Shannon's Nationals at Malala. And uh, I'm sorry to say that I won't be here to see Amber Anderson uh, team up with Danielle Ajira. In the uh, once again in the uh, Steve the, Briffers, the, uh, what is it? The, it's the, a the, the, the um, Holden b- v- 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 Fox Vectra. of Victor. <laughs> Vectra. <laughs> Vectra. Is it a Vectra? <laughs> yeah, it's a V. It's a Vectra. That's yeah. right. That was it was built by Gibson Engineering for the twenty four hour <laughs> um, a few years ago, and it was usually with a bit of a giant killer down there at Phillip Island when it rained not so long ago. So I'm sorry, Amber, I won't be here to to. to so you do well, but I'm sure you'll you'll do all right. I'm sure she will too. Should be a good weekend. There's quite a bit going on at Malala. You're racing trucks as well this trucks, weekend. Trucks. Been on the teeth. And there's also, yes, uh, the, the BMW 335s that uh, Gary Holt and Barry Morecambe that won the um, uh, 12-hour yes. at, at Easter, um, which is I think it's going to be a little bit earlier this next year. We'll be here as well. And I had a, um, quite a long chat with Barry Morecambe this afternoon about who we're going to put in that car. And I've been lobbying him to put a certain particular person in the car. Um, yes. And uh, we won't say who it is, but um, it's a well-known person. Um, and he had said, uh, he said, like, so I want to get Tander in the car. And, and, and Tander had, had spoken to him about it. But Holden had said, look, you can drive anything you like as long as it's got a Holden badge on it. And right. he says, well, fuck. Funny. He didn't say that. That's funny. He did. He said, it's, it's fucking funny that I, and really, you know, I, 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 driving an Astro is just a bad idea. And I went, well, you wouldn't want to upset your wife because she'd be back in the pink car because the diesel turbo Astra. So, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be doing it. So, um, next step is uh, trying to get Glenn Seaton in the car, which probably won't turn up as well. Oh, oh. Another phone call, viewers. Oh, we'll take this one. Oh, we'll yeah. come back okay. in a minute. It's... The Mount Buller Sprint Time, which reminds me. Mount so, Buller Sprint, Mount yeah, Buller, yeah, Matty from Mount Buller Sprint. Uh, uh, sorry, viewers. But yeah, look, come along, mountbullersprint.com. You've got, it's a great event. It's a great weekend. And I'll tell you, like, 12 of us have got a lodge up there for the four nights for $1,200. Oh, That's $100 It sleeps $12. That's $100 each four nights. Well, there's only... That's right. You're... You're amazing, aren't you? There's only eight of us. There's only eight of us, so that's $37.50 a night. Right there on the ski field. Oh, of course, you can do plenty of skiing this time of year. What are you looking at, dogs? (laughs) What is the dogs' story tonight? Oh, balloons are up. Oh, Oh, balloons. Balloons. Squeaking in the background in a minute, viewers. Oh, you have got a book off you. Oh, dear. Look at it. You can tell it's better, yeah. can't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, tails tails wagging. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. So, uh, that was the Marcus story, and I suppose we really need to get on to the big race. The main event. You're on first, mate. In the classics. Well, 
Okay, let me just do, before we get on to the main event, well, still talking about the main event, and obviously the only way I saw it all was on TV, and to, whilst I'm not going to retract what I said earlier on in the year about Channel 7 and their coverage when it competes with the footy, now we're at a point in the year where there is no football on, um, and they can devote their outside broadcast team solely to motor racing, I think they did a fantastic job at Bathurst. Uh, viewers, there's likely to be a pop shortly because uh, the dogs has got the balloon, and the balloon's likely to go bang. But, but he's taking it take into the oh, cave, no, it's so worry. it'll go bang very loudly. In so the... I thought the, the coverage was excellent um, with all those cameras. How many did you say there was? I think I heard a hundred and I said to Dirk Kleinsmith, hundred and fourteen. He said one hundred and sixteen. Then, so I, I'm that sure on the commentary they said ninety-one in car. Right. That's probably about right. They probably didn't need more than about eighteen to twenty around the track, plus the two fly cams. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if that included the the the. the you then know, there'd be a couple of rollers around the uh, pits and all that sort of and stuff. And Aaron Noonan did a great job, I thought, of his pit reporting. Is very yes, little of was. him, which is yep. great to not see. Mm. But he did a really good job. Mm. Uh, I, thought was, I thought it was really, really good coverage. And the, the dogs is off. And a good result. I mean... Great was restraint, wasn't it? By the, by the Basically, you got to hand it to Paul Morris... He, you know, just about every car that, that he fielded there or got in hit something. Yep. And on lap 145, he tipped it backwards into the cutting. And, okay, so that brought out the seventh and final safety car. But basically, it brought the race alive. And it as did. it is every year, it's a 10 or 12 lap sprint. And it really was. A Wet on the top. <laughs> drivers <Wait a> with. <laughs> oh, there, there it goes. goes. That's it. That's yeah, it. With the dogs. Dogs on the That's balloon. The balloon. Right. Um, and it really was a sprint. And it was a it was a tippy-toe sprint too, because the rain came down. Although not heavily, but enough to make things very hairy and probably to um, lose the race for Frosty. Look, at the end of the day, it came down to who was there at the end, and Craig Lowndes followed directly by uh, um, by James Courtney yep. and uh, Steve Johnson and uh, what's his name Murph Murph yep. Murph yep. Um, and and Alan like they really did a very good job to be able to keep it on the road. Absolutely, they could have gone and pitted for wet tyres because, or one of them could have done that, thinking that mm. it was all going to come unstuck again as the race went on, and there'd be another safety car. Who knows what the scenario there is. Behind them also was it was a very good effort by Steve uh, Owen. Yes, it in was. The, in the yep. Autobahn car. And then Greg Ritter was he also... He put the wets on. He was on the wets. And for a moment there, I thought he was going to be up for it. Yeah. But you could see that he was two laps later chasing the water. Absolutely. And the dry line was starting to yeah. appear. So yeah. it... it, um, it no, it was a bit of a lottery, that, that last bit. I mean, even seeing the way that the cars were moving around. Um, from Lounsey right the way through the field, um, you can see that uh, that Frosty would have been very very dark about losing it when he did. But um, you know, it, it was purely exploratory driving, and he was just pushing that little bit too hard. So uh, you know, tough luck for them. But uh, well, I'd like this to lead into a Lowndes. bit of a discussion about the effectiveness of the safety car because we saw 
you know, the safety car being deployed deployed seven times. Yes. Let's look at a scenario here, okay, on lap 86 when um, Richard Lyons came in leading the double eight car um, behind the safety car. So, as I said, he was leading the race. Yes. And he would have been out of harm's way being at the front of the race there. And it was very likely there could have been something happen on the restart. Yep. But they brought him in and they fueled him up, which took him out of sequence everyone else. Yeah. Let's assume, for the nature of this discussion, that there was a shunt going up after between the cutting and cat corner, right? And there's a half a dozen cars involved and it's, it's crap everywhere. But Lyons is in the pit and he's swapped over to Allen. They've got out and they can drive out and they can negotiate through the debris and continue to circulate, albeit under yellow flags. At what point does the safety car come out and the pit lane is closed? Because everyone else in front of that accident or who's got in behind the accident are immediately going to assume it's a safety car and go and pit. And hence, with, with Alan being the odd one out, being the only one in the pit there, yeah. Lyons and Alan, they could have theoretically come and picked up the lead of the safety car, had that happened. So the yes. question is, at what point do they shut the pit lane exit? And do they change it at different times relevant to where the shunt is around on the mountain? No, I don't think they can do. But it's very... It's, it, there doesn't seem to be much logical strategy in it. They just... They put it out there. Look at Sandown. You saw that they picked up yeah, the wrong see, car. Yeah, but after Sandown, they were supposedly at Bathurst. After a lot of discussion, they were making sure that they got the lead car. Okay, so let's say in, in the heat of the moment, it's a big shunt. You just don't know who's involved. The lead mm-hmm. car, the left, top 10 cars are involved. How do you know who's then the leader and who you should pick up? You don't. So do, what should they be doing? Well, should they, they pick up who they think and then letting them through? But then at what point do they close the pit lane off? When does well, that's got to be a matter for the officials. It's the same as where they circulate. It's very I mean, inconsistent. And who you let pass. But, I mean, you could end, you could end up... Theor- well, at a track as big as Bathurst, it's probably not so much of a drama as it would be at a smaller circuit, like if it was, say, locally here at Malala, where for, you know, you'd, the safety car would be doing a lot more laps. They'd maybe have to keep the safety car out for two extra laps while they worked out who the hell to let past and who should be leading the race and who shouldn't. Whereas at Bathurst, they could probably work that out in a, in a lap or two. So, you know, they might just leave it out for one extra lap. Look, I think that it's it's generally the case that the safety car is always going to create an interesting situation oh, at absolutely. Bathurst, and you can see that the, the way that the the two the two triple um, eight cars split their strategies there with with uh, the double eight car coming in on lap uh, 25, 54, 86, 98, and one twenty nine, whereas the Lounge Wind Cup winning combination came in on lap thirty five, seventy, ninety seven, and one thirty three. Exactly. It's interesting to note that that they, um, whilst Alan uh, or Richard Lyons qualified the car in 16th, the demise of Seaton by having to have an engine change for a second time moved them to the back of the grid. There was someone else in that top position there that also had to move back. So they effectively started 14th and were 12th at the top of the hill, which is where they pitted the first time around. Yes. Um, they, they pitted from position 12, 8, 1, 8 and 10 through, through the race. Um, whereas the Lowndes Wind Cup car pitted from first at every single occasion. So when you think at the end of the day, it was pretty much, you could see first to fifth across Skyline 
Yeah. You have to sort of, and, and those guys did an extra stop, you'd have to sort of think to yourself that probably the double eight car was just as much of a winning, in fact, it was definitely as much of a winning combination as the triple eight car. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, this, that's where we were at at the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the show, really. All right, well, they bring it up again. Well, you just did. But, yeah, as I mean, I, I said, if without the extra stop, where would they have been? And that's really... However, having said that, of course, then if you look at Murph and um, uh, Murph and Jason, who were in front of uh, Alan and Richard, uh, they were the same. They, they had five stops as well. So, you know, hard to say. Funny, isn't it, how the, the, the Toll HSV guys ran into a problem, an identical problem on both cars. Yeah, just... That's now, I read an article somewhere... You have? Um, about was written by Thomas Mazera of all people talking about his weekend. Thomas Mazera, previously known for having a bath at Sandown. Is that right? That's right. Because <laughs> don't you remember we've talked about this on episode yeah, twenty nine, <laughs> where he was actually leading the Sandown five hundred, yet he had a dirty windscreen. So one of the uh, uh, crew chief executives decided to throw a bucket of water on his windscreen to clean it out, clean it off. Yeah. Well, of course, Bang. it caved the windscreen in, and yep. of course, then by the rules were that he had to come in and have the rear screen pulled pulled <laughs> out. So and then it rained. Uh, I see. That's right. But Mazera said something to the effect of. Um, he, he said, uh, "What are you quoting from, mate?" Um, where is it? What am I? What, what am I doing here? E News. Yeah. Motorsport News. Motorsport E News. Last yeah. Motorsport News. Grant yeah. Rowley doing a great job. Yes, there. he is. Yeah. And so Mazera's written his little bit at the back here, but this is the crucial bit that I wanted to write to. It said, "The two toll HSV toll cars were clearly in trouble from the start. I'm not sure what their exact brake problem was, but I bet they know and just won't want to say." When both cars in a team fall over in the same way, it's often a tweak of the week that has gone a bit wrong, dot, dot, dot. Yes. So, you know, from, a, from an ex-driver, I think that's a very telling statement. It's, uh, you know, oh, we can just do this and da, 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 da. Because they're all running the Alcon rotors as well. So uh, it could just be, you know, oh, we'll just do, we'll just adjust this pressure. Um whatever at the back here and it all turns to crap so well it appears that the the pendulum of uh, bias has swung in the favor of ford 51 percent to 49 of holden and that's uh-huh. just just how we love it supercars <laughs> because once you have 60 40 then it's all oh, yes, right exactly. it can only swing one yeah. percent and that's yeah. the ideal scenario it is because it's been predominantly holding most of the season and suddenly here we are right at the end and it's just gone that little one percent to uh, ford so yeah I mean, it's uh, the next... Good TV. Well, good, well done, Channel 7. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not too many ad breaks. No, it wasn't too um, bad. And the ads that were on were good ones, too. It kept on it. Mate, how good, is that new, ad. How, good is that new, how good is that new Ute ad? Yeah, the new Ute ad is awesome. Very, very Great clever. bit of... Uh, uh, if you go to CGI YouTube and you type in new Holden VE Ute ad, you'll see it. It's not that clear, but... Jeez, um, it's fantastic transformation how they've oh, worked it all the way where through. Where do you reckon they got all that old stuff from? You reckon they got old footage from no, the old it's days? All shot. Well, how could they have bought and built all that stuff up? All yeah. the old stuff. I reckon they did because they That's couldn't have done it any other way. Huge amount of stuff. Yeah, but it, it, oh, I think it's fantastic. But no, there were some good ads. The ones that were on anyway. So I mean, at least at least it were a laugh. I was saying because you know we like a beer on the show. Um, the pure blonde. <laughs> I do. The pure blonde that well, I thought was just absolutely excellent. Where you see all the little butterflies and the little furry creatures. The and first time after and a while, it's it's a bit <laughs> annoying. And then the trucky rocks up. 
stuff stumps all over everything and uses a white duff to open the top of a bottle. That, he should have drunk the beer himself. I'm surprised he handed it to the guy. No, because he had to be seen to be driving responsibly. He couldn't be seen to be having a drink while he was driving. Yeah, but he wasn't doing anything else as well. No, I know. I think I'm surprised you're allowed to even tread on butterflies. That's very... The activists will be after that. Well, yeah, that's true. He's probably got the RSPCR on his tail as we speak. Or the... Uh, RSPCI, sorry, Royal Society for Prevention of Cruelty for those Insects. Of, for those of you who joined us um, uh, when we were at uh, Lars Eric Nielsen's place in the south of France, probably about a, uh, half a dozen or so episodes ago, yep. in uh, late June, no, mid-July, early to mid-July, we, uh, we talked to Lars, and uh, Lars was competing uh, strongly in the Le Mans Championship, went over for his first run at Petit Le Mans. Uh, with, oh, right. with Jim Teffel in the 73 car there. Um, and rung me the other day to say that the car there, the, the 997s they're running in, uh, in GT2 spec uh, RSRs are so much better set up than the ones in Europe. Now, that's that not right? to say that the Farnbacher car that he runs over there or uh, the Orlando Sport cars are, are poor. It's just to see maybe there are some something a little bit closer to the source there they're doing a little bit more development there anyway it all uh, he loved the circuit but it all came to, to nothing when uh, Nate is uh, co-driver Nathan um, Swashbuckler or whatever Swashbuckler he smashed it 55 minutes in uh. on a restart and um, he's only a youngster yep and that was the end of last day <laughs> out out that's Get out. Petite. Out of <laughs> So it will be interesting to see whether Nathan uh, uh, will be joining the uh, uh, team of Lazarek Nilton and Jim Teffel at Laguna Seca the same weekend as Indy. Oh, is that Laguna Seca on that weekend, is it? It is. Okay. Before the final ALM, or that is, that is the final ALMS round, um, Before, but then uh, before the final LMS round is in Interlagos, the same places where the Formula yep. One people will be a weekend after Indy. Uh-huh. And a tip, JP, since you'll be coming along, you can bring that watch of yours yeah. because they don't steal anything unless it looks valuable. <laughs> well, then that's good because I won't be stealing that then. And it's I? good to see that when you get to Brazil, that <laughs> your beer, your one month of beer will be off. Well, that's quite correct. It will indeed. And just in case, now, can you bring a salad bowl on talking your Talking about the ALMS... Which we weren't, but we were, sort of. Um, I see the Audi's actually won. <laughs> they Not all the Oh, that's actually quite true. So, uh, <laughs> they yeah. had a bit of trouble so. there. I think uh, what happened was uh, one of the drivers was a Dinda Capella had a, a, a big off, or Marco Werner had an off, but um, one of them was replaced by uh, Lucas Lua, who was actually hired in to drive the Peterson White Lightning car, but uh, at the last moment had asked. And Audi asked him whether he would sub in the R10, and Peterson White Lightning managed to uh, give him the give him the, the the opportunity to go and do that. So oh, yeah, good. it was a, a pretty yeah. um, pretty interesting. Yeah, it was McNello and Capi- uh, McNello and Capish. <laughs> Capish and Capello, you idiot. <laughs> Alan McPello <laughs> and Cornish. I should say that the. <laughs> but the GT2 uh, class was um, was won by Flying Lizard in their, uh, their GT3 RSR 
followed by the second number 71 car of Tefl Racing. So there was a bit of damage with the second car, Lars Inc. Uh, but the, uh, the other one made it through in 11th place, I think. Excellent. That's it. Now, what happened? Someone had a shunt. It was a big shunt. It went off at turn one, fell off the road. Anyway, and land, land. Mm. I see um, Ryan Briscoe's joint third too in the LMP2s. He's been spoken joints. And, uh, ah, gotta love Stoney's cartoon. Uh, again well, this I think Stoney never gives any love. What? Oh, what do you mean? He's not supposed to give us love. He probably doesn't even listen. He never listens. But his cartoon's funny. The Shanghai Circuit. Yes. Don't you think? That it's symbolic. The figure of the Shanghai circuit, looking at it from the air, is something very Asian and Chinese. Do you reckon? Or do you think you'd be sort of doing a bit of a Ryan Briscoe? Oh. Having a third place joint. <laughs> you just think it's funny shape, do you? We haven't been sued lately. We haven't. Oh, you're right. Well, that's good, isn't it? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. It's good for you though, because you haven't had your barbecue repossessed for months now. <laughs> no, it's a bit hard to get away. It's freaking large. What else? Uh, yeah, no, mate. You heard about that? That, that Jackie Stewart is is up in arms. Yes, uh, not, I did. Not happy for so that's all. But he called him. Only. What did he call him? He called him halfwit, a certified right. halfwit. Certi- yeah. And really, I I don't think you know. Okay, again, oh. the press. You're getting it out of context, but yes. nonetheless, I don't think. I think there was made reference to the fines and the FIA's yep. ability to... Yeah, Jackie was basically saying that he thought it was all over the top. So, uh, interesting. Oh, there's a bit more uh, blurb about it actually in here. I hadn't noticed that before. Hmm, interesting. Because it was actually... I read about it last week, but uh, didn't know it got coverage this week as well. Uh, now, what else was I reading? Something today... Um, about drifting, but I can't think what it was, so let's not worry about it. Oh yeah, there was an article on on. So we're being lazy this week, viewers, because we just couldn't be bothered to sort of get it all together. You know, we're just using the copy of Australia's auto fiction where we focus on Australian racing car drivers and occasionally a Brazilian but nothing else we wouldn't even speak about international did you see any articles about by folks in this oh yeah by folks by Poloff right look you know do you think what we're paid to to do this we can tell them it's a piece of shit magazine if we want (laughs) if they want to sue us we'll only get more press oh I've just got my dander up you have well and you agreed I do agree. I say, I, I agree. They I need said, to wake up to themselves. Yeah, but, you know, it's never been any different, though. Right? And what? it's no different in whether it's whether you're talking motor racing or whatever sport it is. If there's an interloper from overseas, they're always an interloper. Imagine they how they would coverage. like the people that's that all, read these things. Imagine if you couldn't have a Danish pastry for breakfast ever again. That, that was cancelled. Imagine being in the media centre and there were no Danishes. Well, that's the sort of thing that could happen. Let me tell you, they have a... Just like the French did with Champagne. Right. Well, you know. So they could rename them. Claim rights to them. So then... Sparkling pastry. We'd be... We'd be eating... Melbourne pastry. Look, I think it's time to go out and you buy me dinner. 
Me buy you dinner? Yeah, Natch. You must be joking, Gunga Din. I bought the wine that I can't drink. I think you need to buy me dinner. Anything else? Um, there something. was something else. There's something. What was it? New oh, iPod ads. won the Nobel Prize. Oh, yes, they did for the hard disk manufacturing. That's it. Thank you. I even read your email. There you go. Good. You can tell the viewers all about no, it. I didn't read that much of it. <laughs> plugger A and Plugger B, yeah, they're in. They got a Nobel Peace Prize for inventing the hard disk, which is based inside the iPod, and there you go. That's right. They, they basically credited these guys. One's a Frenchman and one's a German. They didn't build the iPod. They didn't build the iPod, but they credited them in terms of if it wasn't for their what they invented, the iPod wouldn't be able to exist. That's because right. Because it was uh, some way of magnet, uh, direct splattering data on a platter. Direct magnetization or something that basically enabled you to use much smaller drives and get heaps more data on so um, without the small drives, the iPod wouldn't exist. So there you go. Appears like Leopard's gone. 10.5 has just about got Golden Master because they haven't yes. had a, a one out for about a few weeks suited to developers. Mm. So, and with a date, 26th well, of October, which is looking like there'll be new MacBooks around JP. Yeah, uh, Yes, but only a minor speed bump because there won't be the Rosadella command bung sausage well, they can't chip. The, they set. can't get the LCDs from now, so, you know, can't get damn things at all. It's feast or famine, isn't it? It's always the same. It's always there's always something that you can't get. As Noah would say, on the ark. Good night, viewers. <laughs> Good night, viewers.